This is Upon Further Review. Bulls play-by-play man Jim Lauk joins Derek Sharp to break down last week's game. And he's going all the way to the end zone. With extended highlights of all the key moments. Without further ado, it's Upon Further Review. Bulls get back on the winning track in Connecticut with a comeback in the fourth quarter, 24-21. Get ready to hear a lot of highlights from the game. And the man who was there, one of our crew that was there, of course, calling play-by-play, Jim Lauk. One of the big questions, other than would the Bulls be able to shake off giving up 56 points in back-to-back games, was was it going to be miserable? Talking about the weather, you were there. How was it? Rensselaer Field in East Hartford was one of those places we never thought we'd see again. A lot of trips there over the years to play UConn in the Big East days and also when UConn was in the American. But since they left the conference, the teams hadn't played in four years and it seemed unlikely we'd ever make this journey again. But sure enough, here we are in a non-conference game and the weather did not greet us. It was pouring rain when we landed on Friday night. It rained all through the night. It rained all Saturday and the forecast had heavy rain projected throughout the game. It really looked like one of those washout games where it was going to be very difficult to throw the football. Whoever won the game was going to have to grind it out on the ground. But the forecasts weren't right. Clouds started to lift a little bit in mid-morning, and by the time the game kicked off, it was cool, temperatures in the 50s, heavy overcast, but the rain had stopped, the turf held up very well, and it became evident it was going to be kind of a routine New England day in the fall weather-wise, Kind of chilly, a little breezy, but certainly a good football day. And both teams were going to have the opportunity to throw the ball if they wanted to. Certainly some warning signs for the Bulls coming into this. Obviously, the last two weeks had not been a lot of fun with two one-sided losses. This was also the eighth game in eight weeks for the Bulls. We've said it before, the bye weeks come where they come. You play them as you get to them, but eight weeks in a row of games is a long haul, especially when you tack on practices and all the things the Bulls have been doing really since the first week in August. That's a long time without a break, and it gets more and more difficult as time goes on. UConn, on the other hand, after dropping their first five games, played a road game against Rice, came back late and got the win in that game, and then they had their bye week. So they came in very well rested, 14 days off since their last game. So you're really worried a little bit, I think, about the mindset of the Bulls. How were they physically? How were they mentally? And how were they going to bounce back after a couple of really rough weeks against UAB and Florida Atlantic? We were very happy to hear about the weather situation. And as for the defense, as we get to the highlights here, extended highlights from the first quarter, not giving up any points in the quarter, I say, was a pretty good start. Here's how Jim, Sam Barrington, and Joey Johnston call the action. Bulls and UConn on Upon Further Review. First quarter. Naquan Wright, first carry into green space to the 40, to the 50, into UConn territory and down at the 35-yard line. Well, you talk about the importance of the running game. How about a 41-yard run on the first play from scrimmage? 
First and 10 from the UConn 34. That's been the thing that this offense has been missing these past two weeks, a dominant in, in a run control game by USF. When they're playing their best football, they're doing it through the running backs. Third and three from the 17. Here's Brown. He's going to keep, and he will get the first down. Took a pretty big hit at the 11-yard line, but he pops up and is okay, and the Bulls get a first and 10. He will have to leave for a play. His helmet knocked off, so Bryce Archie will come in. Bulls are gonna go for it. They're 15 of 29 on fourth down so far this year. Fourth and four from the Yukon five. Brown will get nowhere. Might have fallen forward to the four, but he got nowhere near the sticks. And the Bulls turn it over on downs. A long opening drive comes to zero points. Rosa again, left side. Bulls bottle him up. Ball is loose. It's on the ground. And South Florida has fallen on it at the 10-yard line. Rosa with the fumble. The Bulls with the takeaway. And they're going to have the ball deep in UConn territory. Looks like Stokes wound up with the football. And that's a huge play for the Bulls' defense. And here's Naquan Wright cutting it inside, breaking a tackle, getting inside the five, getting a little push from behind, and he got to the one. They're letting this play go on. Now they blow it dead at the one-yard line. It's a nine-yard pickup. It'll be second down and one. I always enjoy the offensive linemen getting behind the ball carriers and pushing those guys in. Here is Wright, and he fights his way into the end zone. Touchdown, South Florida. That's six for the Bulls. Naquan Wright has already run for 61 yards in this first quarter, and South Florida takes the lead in East Hartford. He's truly poised to have a big day, Jim. I mean, he transferred in from Florida. Everybody know he has the talent, and that's why the transfer portal, obviously, when it works out in USF's favor, is a really bright spot because this university is a really good landing spot for guys like him. He's very talented, runs the ball very hard, and again, he's poised to have a great day here at Harvard. Here's a short, high, end-over-end kick that falls at the 10, takes the South Florida bounce. It's picked up in the end zone. It's a live ball, and this is going to be a safety. Oh, boy, what a huge mistake by UConn as they let that short kick bounce by them. It was Brian Domino, a freshman, and he wound up chasing it all the way into the end zone where he was tackled. So that should be a safety, but we've seen no indication yet. Yeah, he definitely didn't make it out of the end zone. His momentum went into the end zone where he was down. By rule, the ball is placed at the one-yard line, first down. Boy, that's a big break for UConn. It's still going to be a great spot for South Florida's defense, but that could have very easily been two points. Fourth and three. I don't know if the Bulls are going to snap this or not. Brown to throw, rolling to the right, being chased, throws on the run, and Little John can't make the catch, but flags come down. And I think this will be interference. Definitely is going to be interference. <laughs> and it's actually going to be a 45-yarder. They're going to put this down on the 35. So Cannon's going to have to hit this one squarely. Good snap, good hold. Kick is up. And it is no good. 
just short. It was on line, but short from 45, and the Bulls come up empty. Roberson will throw on first down, got a man wide open at the 45. Bulls miss a couple of tackles, and all the way to the 40-yard line of the Bulls goes Cameron Ross. His 24th catch of the year, first of the day, and that's been a focal point for the Bulls, the middle of the defense, giving up a big pass play. That goes for 30 yards. Looks like UConn's going to stay on the field, and this is a rarity for them. They've only gone for it on fourth down nine times this year. Fourth down and five from the 38. Roberson bobbles the snap, throws, and it's incomplete. Tried to get the crossing pattern over the middle. And Justin Jolie, the tight end, one of their leading receivers, couldn't pull it in, and the Bulls will take over on downs. Roberson hands it off. Edwards has a big hole, breaks one tackle, drags another tackler with him to the 35, and that's a first down. 24 yards on the carry for Cam Edwards. That's his longest run of the year. And he was not through hurting the Bulls. You heard Naquan Wright putting a hurting on UConn. Both would have big games. Funny, the Bulls fell behind two touchdowns really early at Navy, three touchdowns in the first half at UAB, and then again two scores last week at home against FAU. And as we know, that game got completely out of hand in the second half. So in this case, 7 nothing was a good start. But the Huskies would take the lead in a halftime. Here's how the second quarter went down. Three wide receivers left. Keeper Roberson, he is going to outrun Summerall, get down the far sideline, and get into the end zone for a 24-yard touchdown run. Taquan Roberson and UConn is on the board. Bulls need the 46-yard line. Third and seven. Brown to throw. Got a man. It's caught. Wolf took a step back, almost gave up the first down, but then fought his way forward. And I think slugfest is the right word. This is the type of game it is. It's going to be a field position battle all day long because the wind is definitely a factor. It's at the back of the Bulls right now. The ball is at the UConn 46, and they actually moved the ball back a little bit, so instead of fourth and two and a half, it's really a full three yards to go. Brown to throw. Pressure coming, rolls out and rolls right into a sack. Ross goes in motion, Roberson rolls to the right, now looking to throw under pressure and he'll have to dump it out of bounds and it'll be fourth down. Tramel Logan was in his grill. 48 yard attempt for McFadden, trying to give UConn their first lead of the day. It's struggling to get there and it's no good. A little short and a little left, and the game remains tied. Brown under pressure, dumps it off to Michael Brown. Stevens makes one man miss, picks up good yardage, past the 45. That's a 17-yard pickup and a Bulls first down. Here's Brown on a scramble on third and seven. He's going to break some tackles, and he's going to get the first down and more to the 28-yard line. That's a 22-yard run. Bullduck will put this down on the 35, so this should be about a 45-yard attempt. He was short from this distance earlier, going in the other direction this time, and he drives it through. So John Cannon connects on the field goal, and the Bulls reclaim the lead here in the second quarter. 
It's 10-7, South Florida. Hand off, Edwards trying the left side, breaks a tackle, gets out the gate on the left side, and finally will be forced out of bounds with a flag down at the 15-yard line. Barry Hill made the tackle, but he might have got the face mask, and the Huskies are going to have the ball Personal deep foul. in South face Florida mask, territory. Defense. You have to take these blocks on, and you can't concede. You have to keep your leverage on these blocks because these offensive linemen, all they want to do is get up to you, cover you up, and make it where you have an inability to get to the ball carrier, but you have to beat them over the top. You have to use your leverage. Second and two from the Bulls four. Edwards will be tackled for loss here. Mac Harris got him at the six. That's a loss of two. <laughs> Somebody needs to check his headset because maybe he sat up here and heard what I just said, but just a perfect picture on how you play to run. Get downhill quick, take on the block with force. Just a pitcher perfect down by Mac Harris. Here's Roberson rolling right, throwing toward the end zone, juggled, and touchdown Edwards. In the back of the end zone, touchdown UConn as Edwards pulls it in and the Bulls trail. Round to throw. Looking, looking, now steps up, spins out of trouble. Still on his feet, he'll be near the marker and they are gonna give him the first down at the 49 yard line of UConn. How did he get out of that? Eight yards on the carry. I call it escapability, Jim. He made literally every dude on UConn's defense miss. Brown has the ball rolling right, pitches to right. He's got a little room, 45-40, 30-25, and knocked out of bounds at about the 20-yard line of UConn. That'll be nearly a 30-yard pickup for Naquan Wright. It'll get him over 100 yards, and it'll get the Bulls to the UConn 19 with a first and 10. 39-yard attempt for John Cannon. Near the middle of the field, he's one for two today, has plenty of distance, and he missed it wide right. So yeah. another opportunity goes down the drain for the Bulls, and they come up empty with 51 seconds left in the half. Roberson to throw. He's taking a shot at the end zone, and it's picked off. Jalen Stokes at the five-yard line, turning it back upfield to the 35 to the 40, and down at the 43-yard line with zeros on the clock. That'll be the final play, but the Bulls deny UConn on a Jalen Stokes interception. First concern of that first half, losing the coin toss. That's been happening to the Bulls last couple of weeks, so UConn deferred. They'll get the ball to start the second half. But the Bulls got off to a good start with a 7 to nothing lead, and I always will think it should have been 9 to nothing. I think they should have been given a safety on that kickoff play, but even after a review, the play didn't go the Bulls' way, so it stayed a 7-point margin. By the time halftime came around, some concern, obviously. The Bulls had left a lot of points on the table. They had really dominated in much of the first quarter, but then the tide started to turn. UConn started making a lot of plays in the second quarter, and it was the same type of stuff that has befuddled the Bulls' defense in the last couple of weeks. Some pass plays across the middle, some long runs, the explosives, as Alex Skolish likes to say, coming out again. And UConn went to the break with a small lead, but in a game where you thought the Bulls ought to be at least even, if not ahead. 
the concern for the Bulls' offense, just a lot of stop and start. They ran the ball really well early. Naquan Wright got established early, but the pass game really wasn't there. The balls they did complete were all short stuff. They couldn't hit anything downfield, and as a result, only 10 points at the break for the Bulls. And a lot of concern, I think, because, again, some of the things they really wanted to clean up, they clearly weren't. Alex Golish talked a lot during the week about better production on first down, but once again, the Bulls were getting those one- and two-yard runs or an incomplete pass, and all of a sudden you're looking at second and ten, you're looking at second and eight or second and nine. So that really hadn't been corrected with any regularity in the first half. Bottom line, halftime, Bulls right in it, but... You felt like it ought to have been better and uh, a little bit of concern, I think, heading into the second half on the road. And as we get into the second half highlights, we actually are going to skim through the third quarter. You mentioned the short passes at halftime. Michael Brown-Stevens, these numbers will change, had one catch for 18 yards. Brown was 11 for 17 for only 54 yards. And Wright had 117 on the ground, that being the positive with Brown adding 51, but something was going to have to get going through the air, and you'll get that in the fourth quarter. However, in the third quarter, thankfully the Bulls' defense kept the game within range. They fake the end around. Roberson keeps it, and he's spun down by Jalen Schuler. It's the first sack of the day for the Bulls. But the offense went three and out twice in the one drive where they did convert a third down, and it looked like things were going. This happened. Right lines up left side. They fake to him, Brown pass deflected and intercepted at the 10 yard line. Pass was deflected at the line and Tui Falmina Brown, defensive back, makes the interception, a critical turnover for South Florida. Not much doing. We head to the fourth quarter. It would not start off well, but the last 12 minutes or so were just fine. It's called by Jim, Sam, and Joey. Let's take it home here upon further review. Edwards now 117 yards on 18 carries. Here's carry number 19, and it's going to result in a touchdown. He broke through the line on the right side, and after that went pretty much untouched. 33 yards, that gives him an even 150 for the game, and the Bulls face their biggest deficit of the day. The way things are going, I can almost visualize USF's road to winning this game is score, stop, score. To the 31, it's second and four. Now he flares it out to Atkins. He's got the first down and more out near the 45-yard line. That's the 50th catch of the year for Sean Atkins. Better time, can't find anybody. Now rolling to the right, dumps it out. It's caught by Atkins near the sideline, and he's got a first down. Inside the 40-yard line, clock continues to run, 11 minutes to go. Brown to throw, looking, looking, he has got a man, it's Michael Brown-Stevens inside the 20. Michael Brown-Stevens with his sixth catch of the day, that one goes for 17. Bulls in the red zone today, one of five. And this is Brown, he runs it up the middle and he gets in the end zone, touchdown South Florida. Byron Brown from six yards out. 
And a very efficient touchdown drive for the Bulls. Nine plays, 75 yards, gets them back to within one score. Roberson to throw on third and 10, complete middle of the field. It's Jolie, the tight end, and he's got the first down in South Florida territory at the Bulls' 44-yard line. 31 yards on the play, that one hurts. So the Bulls defense, another chance here for the stop. UConn is five of 11 on third downs. Jolie goes in motion, splits out wide left. Roberson under pressure, throws off the back foot. One-handed catch, but he was out of bounds. It's incomplete. That'll make it fourth and six. They are on the 12-yard line, third down and eight. Six minutes, 23 seconds remaining. Bulls will go with four wide receivers, including Weston Wolf, split wide to the left. They have to get to the 20-yard line for a first down. Atkins in motion. Bulls loading up on the left side. Brown looking that way under pressure. Now throws, caught! First down! Weston Wolf with a heck of a catch at the 29-yard line. First and 10, South Florida. Here's a run by Wright, and he's into the secondary. Naquan Wright still going to the 20, to the 10, and inside the 10-yard line before being brought down by Malik Dixon-Williams. A huge run by Naquan Wright, and the Bulls have a first and goal on the 9-yard line. 47-yard run. Flags down. They caught them with too many men on the field, I believe. Wright is the running back. Brown will pitch to Wright. He's got the edge. He's got the touchdown. And the Bulls have got the lead. South Florida goes ahead with 4.02 to go. It's 23 to 21 with a kick coming. A 90-yard touchdown drive in 10 plays for the lead for South Florida. Five wide receivers, empty backfield for Roberson. He will throw, steps up, now gonna run. Makes a move, ball comes out. Ball came out at the end of the play and South Florida has the football. Mac Harris forces the the fumble. Daquan Evans recovers. It's Bulls football with 2.15 to go. Let's go ahead and say his name again. Who's the guy? Mac Harris is the guy. Four seconds to go, 24-21 South Florida. Throws it over the middle, it's caught. They wanted to lateral, there's the ball on the ground. It's loose, scramble for it. Roberson had it for a moment. Ball still good on now, it's finally taken by South Florida and this game is over. Mac Harris wound up with the football after that scrum of laterals, and South Florida has won their fourth game of the year, their second on the road, as they come from behind in the fourth quarter to beat UConn 24-21. to Sam, that's a satisfying win for the Bulls. You know, very satisfying, and it was one of those games where even though they went down by two scores, I still thought USF was in this. It's not easy on the road down by two scores. South Florida had an answer, though, as they put some things together on offense, got back to within 21-17. to A lot of it was on the ground with Naquan Wright. Michael Brown-Stevens had a really big second half, and so did Sean Atkins. He's over 50 catches on the year now, pretty remarkable for the former walk-on. 
The key moments, of course, the 90-yard drive for South Florida, ending in the Naquan Wright touchdown run. Great scramble on third down by Byron Brown to save that drive. Bulls took the lead with 4.02 to go, and then the defensive stop forcing the fumble, and the Bulls able to run the clock out. So a great come-from-behind win for the Bulls, showing a lot of character again. You know, we're kind of getting a line on this team now eight games into it. They can be frustrating to watch, both on offense and defense at times, but they're never going to quit. As Alex Golish likes to say, keep on swinging, play as hard as you can for as long as you can, and the Bulls certainly did that in East Hartford on Saturday. Four and four is so different than three and five. First of all, you're heading into the bye week, so you get to live with this one for a while, and that's a good feeling. Bulls will use this time not only to prep for Memphis, but also to rest and heal up as well. Memphis is, I think, the toughest of the four remaining games on the schedule, especially on the road. Memphis doesn't lose in the Liberty Bowl very often. They got beat by Tulane there earlier this year, but that's a rarity. And this will be a big, big challenge for South Florida coming up in their next game. Four games to go two home and two road, and here it is. We're coming into November, and we're talking about bowl games. Bulls have to go two and two minimum among the last four games. They have Temple and Charlotte at home, probably games they will be favored in. The road games will be more difficult, Memphis and Texas San Antonio, but so big to get this win on the road against UConn. Now, if you win out at home, you're going to be bowl eligible. That's a pretty good place to be for a team that was 1-11 just a year ago. Completely with you. 4-4, four and four, we'll take it, and we don't want to look too far ahead, especially since this is a bye week. Jim, take next week off from doing further review, and then we'll chat with you again from Memphis. We'll hit the air at 1.30 on Saturday, November the 4th, and we'll review it for you on this here show. Upon further review, for Jim Lauk, I'm Derek Sharp. This is Bulls Unlimited.